the bishops have a job I'd never, ever want. They have the duty of safeguarding the faith, ensuring that it is taught properly, and that the deposit of the faith is passed on from one generation to the next. A lot goes into that, and one aspect of that is the duty to rebuke a member of the laity when they publicly deviate from the depositum fide. It's something that, when we see it, we should rejoice in, because that means the bishops care so much for the salvation of the soul of the person in question that the bishops will actually do their job. This becomes especially salient when the layperson in question is extremely high profile, regardless of their profession. We very briefly got to see that this past week, until the USCCB discovered that they had accidentally used their spines and decided to backtrack. You can guess which layperson I'm talking about here, and you may have heard about some of this, but let's look at what happened with Archbishop Gomez, Archbishop Sample, Cardinal Supich, and the USCCB. I waited on this for a couple of days because I wanted to see how the story would develop, and I am glad that I did. Late last week, Archbishop Gomez issued a statement regarding the new highest-profile Catholic in the world and their practice and claims to the Holy Faith. Gomez issued a statement that was mild to my senses, but did speak the truth, that this person professes the faith, but in reality stands in opposition to what the faith teaches on a great many issues, including and especially the issue of sacrifices to Moloch, which that person, as soon as they were able, began changing the relationship between between those who rule and that practice, with more changes to come. I'm having to be extremely circumspect here, and you can guess why that is. But in short, the new Caesar has proclaimed that the entire Moloch issue itself is in, co- is in concert with the nat- natural law, whereas the church says quite the opposite. This issue is of such salience that Archbishop Gomez sought to issue a statement on behalf of the bishops that told the truth at the most basic level and for defending what the church teaches on the most important issue in the modern world after the Eucharist and the spreading of the gospel. And when he did it, Archbishop Gomez was pilloried for it. The statement has since been amended, of course, into something more moderate, which wasn't good enough for almost any of the bishops anyway, and we'll get to that in a moment. Predictably, the National Catholic Distorter, the ultra-modernist outlet that has been told numerous times to cease calling itself a Catholic organization by the bishops themselves, but persists in defiance of them, came out against Gomez's statement on behalf of the USCCB. From their move against Gomez, they provide the salient quote, which is itself pure truth, in which Gomez says, quote, When public servants who profess the Catholic faith support these programs, there are additional problems. Among other things, it creates confusion among the faithful about what the Church actually teaches on these questions. End quote. That's putting it mildly. Consider that we live in a time when the faith is just as often, if not more often, taught by laity than by the church, and that laymen are often inspired, inspiring people to seek the faith. You see what the risks are here. Confusion already abounds in the church, and statistically, few hold to the true values of the faith anymore, but have since embraced some twisted version of modernism where protecting the most vulnerable is not taken as something that is an obvious duty to us, that sh- and that shouldn't need an explanation. I mean, that is the reality of the situation that we live in, that they don't teach what the church says, that most people don't adhere to it. Gomez's statement was quickly supported by an archbishop that I actually like. Again, I can't quote it directly here, but I'll have it linked in today's show notes. That archbishop is Alexander Sample of Portland, Oregon, and he issued a statement that called for the Holy Spirit to inspire the person in question in order to uphold the most central values of the faith. 
Sample called the statement from Gomez one that was critical at this important juncture in society, and he was absolutely correct. Sample issued the statement in the usual places, including on Facebook, which is where I saw it. He quickly took it down as Gomez's statement, and the situation quickly changed. Sample's statement was pretty mild, all things considered, just as Gomez's was, yet this simple telling of the truth was not to be tolerated by the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops. Chief among those who decided to correct the situation was none other than Cardinal Blaise Supich of the Archdiocese of Chicago. I used to call him a friend of the channel, as a joke, because he used to be covered more than anyone else here, including more than Francis himself, because for a period of time he absolutely dominated the headlines, and for good reason. He might be the most powerful prelate in all of North America now. I had to stop making the joke because when I would, I'd have to spend a few hours every day replying to outraged comments by people who didn't get my sense of humor, and that's entirely on me, so I finally stopped with the joke. But his response here is telling, and it illustrates not only the divide in the church in my country, but it shows it quite well in general. I'll have to paraphrase him here again for the usual reasons, but links to his tweets can be found in my show notes today at returntotradition.org, as usual. Again, that's the name of this channel, .org, and I get no revenue for you checking on my show notes, so there's no ulterior motive in sending you there. But here's what, here's what Cupcake himself said, mostly, quote, Today, the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops issued an ill-considered statement on this important day. Aside from the fact that there is seemingly no precedent for doing so, the statement, critical of the person in question, came as a surprise to many bishops, who received it just hours after it was released. The statement was crafted without the involvement of the administrative committee, collegial consultation, that is normal course for statements that represent and enjoy the considered endorsement of the American bishops. The internal institutional failures involved must be addressed, and I look forward to contributing to all efforts to end to that end, so that inspired by the gospel, we can build up the integrity of the church and together take up the work of bringing people together. And mostly quote. That might sound innocuous, but let's consider something. The USCCB has a committee for public statements. Think about that. The census fide isn't enough. Letting the faith guide the bishops isn't enough. And it's telling that the bishops didn't endorse a basic statement reiterating reality. I know there are some traditionally minded Catholics who will say, so what? Obey and submit. But seriously consider this for a moment. Supich rebuked his fellow bishops for telling a Catholic who was probably the most public Catholic in the world, after the Pope himself, that his soul was in danger. I don't know about you, but I'd like that warning if I was publicly demonstrating to the lady that what the church was teaching was in error on the most important issues of our times. That is, if you or I were leading people astray in the most basic issues, it would be nice if the bishops tried to intervene. That's not too much to ask, and instead, we get Supich doing something that fits perfectly within the company he keeps. He is well known to have run in the ecclesiastical circles of the Whirls and McCarricks and Tobins and all the others who accept Caesar's dirty coins to the tune of hundreds of millions of them every year. With a new Caesar who has pledged himself to continue suspended programs that benefit the bishops directly, it is little wonder that Supich spoke up. But let's be honest. If you know anything about Cardinal Supich, then you know what orth that orthodoxy is low on his list of priorities. Do you remember Father Kalchik, who two years ago had to leave Chicago because he found some of the, shall we say, personal effects of one of his predecessors in his parish and had them publicly disposed of? That predecessor of his was a personal friend of Cardinal Bernadin, and that is a whole story in and of itself. That situation was never positively, positively resolved, to my knowledge, and I'll 
give Michael Voris and company credit where it's due in covering and assisting that priest in his hour of need. This all points to a question that I'll be looking at in greater detail as time goes on. Are we as Catholics in North America looking at the possibility of the establishment of a national church like what has happened in Cardinal Zen's homeland, where a parallel church exists with the endorsement of Caesar that claims to be the Catholic Church, but really isn't? One where membership in that organization is acceptable, but in the Holy and Apostolic Church, it is not. Is that where we are headed? Some speculated that we are, and that in some ways we already have been there. You can see the treatment of the SSPX by the hierarchy and, the, and their allies in the media as one example of the hint to things to come. But that question is one that I'll, be, that I'll be bearing in mind as we move forward into this new strange reality, because if the decent bishops cannot speak the truth on the most basic issues without having to issue a retraction, then we have bigger issues at hand than any of us realize. And for that, the decent bishops do need your prayers. So pray for Archbishop Sample and Archbishop Gomez and those that agree with them because they need the support in this hour. Something to remember is this. The Catholic hierarchy is good at making big, sweeping statements after the fact. After the whole McCarrick mess, both recently and in 2003, as well as in this new reality, about all manner of things, including the person we are speaking about here, but they rarely do anything of substance. And it is worth noting here that the National Bishops' Conference have as much ecclesiastical and canonical authority as the NBA or the NFL, which is to say they have none. They are pure fiction created after the council by the bishops themselves to promote the spirit of Vatican II. That's the truth about these organizations. But what do you think? Should we be surprised that this internal struggle within the USCCB is now being brought to light? Do you think the better bishops will continue to buckle under the pressure? Or is Supich and the National Catholic Distorter right when they say that the Moloch issue is one we spend way too much time on as Catholics? Let me know in the comments, please, and if you don't understand what I mean by Moloch, I'm sure someone will help you out in the comment section. As always, pray for the church, especially in these strange times. Thanks for listening. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.